Winter of the Wallcrawler. Welcome back to DQP Does, Drafty Quarters Podcast Network Movie Review Show, where we go on vacation instead of doing our jobs. Mm, yes. With me this evening, in Europe, by the way, uh, with me this evening is my co-host, Russell. I'm Russell. And we also have Dave. What up, Shane? What up, buddy? How much, bud? Uh, we are continuing our Winter of the Wall Crawler with uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. This is our seventh episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, watching Spider-Man movies. Uh, Spider-Man Fuck Far yeah. From Home, 2019, PG-13, two hours and nine minutes. Uh, this movie came after Endgame. Uh, it deals a lot with the death of, uh, of Iron Man. Uh, Spoilers. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I hope people are caught up. Yeah, or at least like past Endgame, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so uh, basically, like Peter once is going on a class trip. Uh, everybody's come back after the blip. They talk about that. They talk about uh, Iron Man having died. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's this cheesy ass memorial scroll thing. Uh, at the beginning of the movie, of like in memoriam of Tony, Tony yeah. and Steve and Black Widow and Vision, and it's fucking it's hilarious because it's so fucking cheesy. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, it's made by like high school students. Um, but uh, so Peter's supposed to go on like a field trip to Europe. Uh, and some crazy shit is happening, and Nick Fury wants Peter to help him. Uh, and they, it's really just Mysterio fucking used to work for Tony Stark apparently in this, uh, in the MCU. Um, and he's making shit up and using like project, like hologram projectors and drones to, uh, fake like super villain attacks so that Mysterio can be a hero. Um, and he like pretends that he's from another dimension, yeah, or another reality where his Earth was destroyid. uh they bring up the six one six Earth and stuff, which the m c u isn't earth six one six, so I'm interested to see if they fucked that up in multiverse madness because one of the things I read said that they were going to talk about the numbering system for some reason, so the m c u is not six one six no, the comics are six one well the main universe and the comics are six one six oh okay. so if we if it is a true multiverse, then the m c u should be a different number because it would exist in the same <laughs> continuum Fair. as the comics right? but I also feel like you should separate them no from three d to two d no disagree I mean that's fine we can disagree. I just I if there's just, infinite universes, then there's gonna be universes that have different dimensional qualities. Right. So if they were to view the They TV wouldn't be versions, able to see the <laughs> Yeah. They would have to just right? be like they're watching a TV show. Yeah, right. Anyway. Um 
you know, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is playing Quentin Beck slash Mysterio, and he's uh, faking it till he makes it. Uh, convinces Peter that he's a good guy. Peter gives him these glasses that Tony bequeathed to him uh, that control Edith. Even dead, I'm the hero. <laughs> what a douche. Uh, <laughs> I uh, forgot about that until I rewatched it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so he gives it to Quentin, which makes him even more powerful because he has more drones uh, that he can do the his bullshit with. Uh, and he does one big final attack, and Peter like kind of grows up a little bit more, and and stops Mysterio. Uh, MJ figures out who he is. Uh, they have their first three or four kisses or something. <laughs> <laughs> a couple pecks. Um, there was a serious kiss after the first two pecks, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh. Let's see. Uh, Mace has a weird relationship with Happy. Uh, we find out that the Nick Fury that was on Earth is actually uh, Talos. Talos. Uh, Which makes sense why he's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> why he doesn't pick up on Quentin being a fucking liar. Uh, That's true, yeah. And like hounding and being shitty with Peter all the time. Um, but anyway... Uh, let's see what else happened in this. Uh, we find out that Nick, or what we think is Nick, um, is in space on a scroll ship somewhere. Yeah. Because Talos calls to check in. Yeah. Um, Ned dates Betty Brant for all of like a week. Um, they introduce, uh, Mr. Dell, played by J.B. Smoove, and he's, like, stupid. It's, like, the worst teacher slash, uh... Chaperone? Uh, chaperone ever. But he's also yeah. great. Yeah, I mean, it's J.B. Smoove, so he's, like, funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just worthless. Was <laughs> <laughs> uh, the beginning? He's, like, on the plane. It's like, oh, man. Like, I, watch, uh, I took an Ambien. Yeah, I took an Ambien. I'll take the third shift. <laughs> Like, I can't watch all these kids by myself. Martin Starr is great. Still great. Uh, fuck Brad. Yeah. I'm still not into Tony Rivalori as uh, Flash Thompson. No, me neither. But yeah, he's pretty douchey. Well, it's not that. It's just like, I, just, I don't know. They should have just gave him a different name. Yeah, I don't see him continuing as Flash if we continue to have the same cast moving forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like yeah, stuff that happens how. with Flash just doesn't make sense with that actor. Um, but anyway, it, it, I mean, okay, so that's you know kind of the rundown of the movie. Uh, oh, and it ends with oh my god, J.K. Simmons is fucking J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, the Daily Bugle is a fucking uh, like a podcast, like a right wing podcast news <coughs> website. Uh, he's the Alex Jones of the MCU. Yeah. And uh, he received a video, a doctored video from uh, uh, Quentin's, like, um, what the fuck is that, that called? H head cam? No, his, uh, the people that helped him. His team? Yeah, but, like, in a crime, they're his accomplices. Accomplices. Oh. Yeah. 
Uh, his accomplices. <laughs> I said assailants, and that's not even no. nearly uh, <laughs> close. His accomplices like sent in a doctored video from his like camera, the many cameras that were around, basically making it sound like he really was a hero, and that Spider-Man killed him, like murdered him with Edith, and then like released his name that Peter Parker was Spider-Man, and like and. Th- that's in uh, the first, that's the first, uh, yeah, it's first stinger. First stinger, which ends with a WTF, like Homecoming, the movie ended with WTF from Aunt May. Yeah. This stinger ends with a WTF from Peter. Yeah. That's, that's uh, the movie. Uh, it was... The last stinger is us finding out that Maria Hill right. and... Nick Fury or Scrolls. Right, yeah. Um I don't know. This is weird. Yeah, yeah. I I enjoyed this one. I don't like it nearly as much as Homecoming. Yeah. So like it's fun. And it looks pretty good. But I think it's weird. It's weird to me that the second movie that you have with Spider Man you take him to Europe. Like that that's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially when the first one took him to Paris. What? Was it not Paris? Washington. Yeah. Washington. First one <laughs> took him to Washington. What? DC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he was like up and down the East Coast a little bit in the first one. Um, this one, he goes to Europe. And it's, I don't know. It's just weird. We take him out of the ba- of the Batman of the Spider Man costume, um, into like a weird, like stealth suit. That's Night monkey. Night monkey. Yeah. Like I don't know. It's just weird. It's yeah. Just a weird movie. I agree. Yeah. Like I watch. I watched this in like in the theater was the last time I saw this movie, mm, and I yeah. remember like, oh, this is pretty good. Watching it the yeah. second time, I'm like, it. I still like it, but it does yeah. feel weird. I like, agree. Yeah. It's just like a. I don't know if it was they thought they had to do something different because of what happened previous, you know, like with Endgame and stuff. Yeah. Or what. But like it was just weird to me. Like it didn't make sense where this story went. Yeah. Um especially when you very easily could have done it in the US and it would have like kept the character more grounded and everything. You just like putting him making him into a fish out of water for no reason. Um when like Peter is already still having problems figuring out who he is, you know, and how to do what he does and everything. Yeah. Um, and then like they cut out. So we did, before we started, we, I pulled up IMDb and it has a trailer that runs automatically and it has a, a part in the movie that is not in the movie, uh, where he f- just like fights some like robbers and like talks to the cops and it makes it come off. Like he's very comfortable in the role that he's in now as being like this crime fighter in New York. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that, like taking that out of the movie hurt the movie because like that makes him comfortable in New York. So then there is a reason to take him out of New York. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So like, I don't know. It's just weird. Like the whole, the, the, the premise of the movie is strange to me that like that he's going to, Europe, um, and he's just like, I have to have a vacation. Like, that part makes sense. 
but just like putting Spider-Man in that situation is just weird. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, I also agree with taking out that scene. Like, hurts the movie. Um, <coughs> I think they had an idea of the kind of movie they wanted to make, mm-hmm. and they just did it regardless of the issues that it caused. Right. Um, do you think it had something to do with what they were talking about, what they've talked about with all three of these movies, with the John Hughes uh, like yes. influence and stuff? They wanted to do like a European vacation style thing? Yes. That's, that's, what that's like exactly what I think they wanted to do, and they just were trying to write around how to do it. Yeah. Um, that's what I think happened. Um, I, that's, I mean, that's the easiest explanation, I think. This one felt more like a John Hughes movie to me. Yeah, this, yeah. this did feel more Hughes movie. Um, so, but, but it's also interesting to take into account, like, we go from, so he goes to Washington in, in the first one, and then now he goes to Europe in the second one. Uh, he went to space in Infinity War. He went to an airport in Germany. Civil War. Was it an airport in Germany? Yes. Yeah, so they keep, they keep bouncing him around <coughs> until we get to No Way Home, which primarily takes place in New York. Mm-hmm. So, but this is also weird, but like all of this, I think, flows. I think the only reason it flows together is because of what you said that apparently blew my fucking mind was instead of getting an origin movie, we got an origin trilogy. Right. Yeah. Because when you watch, when you watch Homecoming, one of the things that they do is like, they just kind of like do a couple throwaway lines for the origin. Right. Yeah. So we're like, oh, we're not getting an origin movie, which is okay because we, you know, everyone knows the origin of Spider-Man. Right. Right. Everybody has seen at least you know, one of the iterations, if not all three of the iterations that have come in the last 30 years, you know, because you've got the 90s Spider-Man cartoon, which has the origin in the fucking song. Yeah. Uh, yep. As well as showing the origin like a hundred times through the series. Um, you've got the Tobey Maguire movies. Um, and then you've got the Andrew Garfield movie. So like in the, the origin does change a l- slightly, but it doesn't change that much. Yeah. Um, so, like, you've seen the origin, like, you know, unless you're, like, 10 years old and you didn't watch any movies until you were eight, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Fair. So, like, the first movie comes along and you're like, okay, they're just, you know, they're like, yeah, you know how Spider-Man became Spider-Man. Shut the fuck up. Just come along on this ride with us. And then you get the second movie and you're like, okay, this is weird. And by the time we get through No Way Home, um, it it turns it, and we'll talk about this later, but... It turns it into like a three movie origin that doesn't necessarily have like the origin of his powers, but it's more of like the origin of the New York by himself Spider Man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that you, yes, that there is some of like that, um, like bringing in that worldliness in this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. But without that explanation, this movie falls flat. Right. Yeah. Like if you don't know that's where it's going, you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Why? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I agree. Like this this movie is the weakest, I think, of of the three. Tom Holland's three movies. Mm-hmm. Um it's not bad. No. But it's just not it's also just not like it it doesn't necessarily feel up to par, like it doesn't move enough. 
It doesn't like they give us this. The other thing that drives me nuts about this movie this my primary issue with this movie is they give us this amazing origin and story idea with this villain. Mm. And then they snub it out. Yeah, it's bullshit. And I don't like that. I think this movie would have been better if Quentin Beck would have actually been from another universe. Like, and I, I, I think that that original story they came up with for his character is better than fucking being another Zemo. Like, Meh. being another character that was just turned by the by the complexities of Stark Industries and uh, the fallout of... I don't... Okay, so here's where I disagree with you. Mm-hmm. I agree that it shouldn't have been Stark, right? I Because, like, there, there's this fine line between, like, making everything connected and making enough stuff connected to make the world feel real. Yeah. yeah. Right? So, like, when they make everything connected, they're like, the only thing that matters in the universe is Stark. Yeah. And, like, they keep doing that. Which is yeah. one of the one of the main problems that I have with the Marvel Cinematic Universe at this point, point. Yeah. Um, and like that's a big complaint that people have with the Tom Holland movies is that he's he's just Iron Man Junior. Everything is about about Tony uh Tony Hawk Tony Stark. Uh, it's also about Tony. Hawk. Yeah, it's also about Tony Hawk, <laughs> even though no one recognizes him. Um, that's true. <laughs> Uh, go read Tony Hawk's Twitter. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, but hey, man, you look every, just like Tony Hawk. Yeah, I've heard that before. What's your name, <laughs> Anthony? <laughs> but uh, uh, like everything's about Tony Stark. But it's not just the Holland stuff. Like if you go into other shit, it's like oh Stark, oh Stark, oh Stark. Um, yeah. So like the, it is a problem in just in general in the cinematic universe. Like everything yeah. stuff should be connected, but it doesn't all have to be connected to fucking Tony. To the Starks, yeah. Yeah. Like um at some point it needs to start being connected to other shit. Um and there's plenty of other like technological companies yeah. and characters. So with and your stuff. idea, they could have like they could have connected it. They could have connected it to Stark without fully connecting it to Stark, and they could have went with him having worked with Aim. Yeah, and or Aldrin it could have just been. It could have been his original. It could have been his original origin that he was he was a film uh, like stunt guy, and he had come up with this technology. And he had worked, he could have worked with Stark, or he could have worked with Hammer, or he could have worked with, uh, uh, Killian, AIM, or whatever. Yeah. On this technology, and then, like, when those things fell apart, he stole it, and became this guy. And maybe some of the people he worked with worked for these guys. So, like, it should have been, like, a little mini AIM, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, that's sort of what it was, but they were all Stark people, so it, it was bland. Yeah. But the other thing that made it bad... The other thing that made made in particular the the character the Mysterio character lackluster, he never had the Willem Dafoe moment. He never had the uh the Michael Keaton moment. Yeah. Okay, like I'm not saying that uh Jake Gyllenhaal's a bad actor. He's a good actor. Yeah. He's but a good he's actor. not Willem Dafoe and he's not fucking Michael Keaton. No. And, true. Very true. And unless you're somehow going to make the villain that he's playing compelling in a way that isn't reliant on the actor, yeah, he's not going to carry it the way that those guys did. Yeah, you know, like, and um, 
you know, all due respect to him, but like he, he like, there were moments that could have been like that. Yeah. And they fell flat. Yeah, I agree. Um, cause like, just, just think about the fucking car scene with Keaton mm-hmm, in yeah. homecoming and like how, and it's, it's not all Keaton either. Like it, it, it's mostly Keaton, but there's also like some, uh, incredible cinematography and, uh, yeah. audio engineering going on to build up the tension of those moments. Correct. Yeah. And we can't leave out Tom's facial expression. No, we can't leave Tom scene. out either. There's, there's a, a good chemistry between those two. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it just like, th- th- there were moments that were set up to be this, that moment for Quentin Beck against, yeah. against Tom, uh, Tom's Peter and, <laughs> uh, <laughs> gross, gross. Um, but it just like never came to fruition. Like it wasn't shot the same. It wasn't shot as compelling. It wasn't uh, yeah. scored as compelling. It wasn't yeah. acted as compelling. Yeah. Yes. And that made the villain of the whole movie fall flat. Yeah. And like, there's, which, which is a big shame because it this, is. this should have been amazing. Yeah. Like fucking Mysterio and and there's there's one part of the movie that is one of my favorite things in the MCU um which is weird because like I'm talking about how much I I'm I'm not a huge fan of this movie and how it fell flat in a few places but like the idea of Mysterio in a movie when we can do CG of anything mm-hmm. yeah is amazing yeah and when Mysterio finally decides that he has to kill Spider-Man when he has to kill Peter the first time when he comes to Germany and he like as he like fakes him out and takes him to the the like parking garage and yeah. like fake kills Nick Fury and all this shit. Yeah. Like that whole scene where he's just tricking the fuck out of Peter. Yeah. And like he's like in a hallway and the fucking lights are dangling and he's like fighting a shadow and like then he sees like all this giant stuff and all this tiny stuff and like he's like falling and shooting through the sky and like all this crazy shit's happening. Amazing, amazing shit for Mysterio. So well done. It was really cool. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. But you've got to like do something with that. Yeah. You can't just like do it and then like, oh, we had this cool scene, but like, whatever. And I just like, guys, like, you, you, the, you can't, you can't do that and then like have nothing to back it up with. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. It's like, so going through Tom's rogues gallery so far, or like just the, the big characters that have played a part in his life. You know, Tony obviously being the hero mentor, uh, father figure that wants him to do better than he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Vulture being the unsuspecting bad guy, yeah, uh, that he ends up crossing paths with. Um, and then this one was supposed to be the betrayal, this one was supposed to be like he, we should have got more heart. And more of him looking up to Quentin. Yeah. And before the betrayal. And like yeah. the betrayal, so like I knew it, like I knew Mysterio was a bad guy. So like I knew going into this movie for the first time that Mysterio was going to end up being the bad guy. 
I thought it was going to be a turn. I thought it was going to be a, 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 a turn in the character, not just him pretending the whole time. I thought he was going to have like honest motives or something in the beginning. And it was just, he was going to like Mysterio uses trickery. So I'm not like complaining necessarily, but I thought it was going to have more depth to it than just, I've been a bad guy the whole time. And I was just trying to get this thing because I wanted this thing because fuck Tony and fuck Stark and fuck all these Avengers. I'm going to be the big bad Avenger. And like, what? I don't. Okay. Yeah, I agree, because even I knew that Mysterio was a bad guy, so it wasn't much of a twist. No. Yeah, I would have been, I as a comic book fan, I would have been more twisted by him actually being, trying to be a hero and something happening and it taking a turn. Yeah. Like, I, I think to me that would have been a better twist, it would have been a better motive, it would have been a better interaction for, like, Tom and Spider-Man, because you would have gotten, like... Oh, this is like something happens and he sees it happen to Mysterio. He sees the turn. You get like some large moment like in the turn between Peter and Mysterio like you had with Keaton and uh, Tom in the car or like a Willem Dafoe moment or something. And then also Spider-Man gets to see like, you know, what happens if he goes too far down the dark side? Like... There's there's a lot they could have done with this character to make it more engaging or make it better. And I, I, just... I actually hate that idea. Not to make it more engaging and everything, but making him like actually uh, what he said he was. It's that's not Mysterio. That's a random other character. Like oh, like making him a hero first and letting him yeah. turn. Hmm. I mean that's fine. You can hate it. What other character is it? I, I mean. Not Mysterio. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying almost anything would have been better and I also would have preferred a different actor. <laughs> I was getting there. Yeah. Like I don't I don't I hate, knew it was coming. I don't hate Jake and stuff, but he is he is definitely one of those actors like he wanted the spotlight. I feel like you can see it in this movie that he there because the lack of chemistry between him and Tom is Kind of astounding that they continued to make this movie after screen tests. I mean, he's he's Quentin Beck, right? He's like unstable and thinks he's better than Tony. And well, wants, yeah. wants to be the guy. I mean, he's he's Quentin. I don't. No, I don't. I I do not believe him as Mysterio. No, I'm not saying That's that what, you should believe him. I'm saying that his personality is the same as the personality of oh. Quentin Beck. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. He's the character, but he still couldn't act well enough to be the character. Yeah. That I Because he's with. wrong. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, he just... I, I don't know. I don't... Like, I've seen him give good performances. Yeah. Like, he's... I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I think he's arrogant. I think he's a douchebag. Uh, I don't think very highly of him as a person. Uh, but him as an actor, like, I mean, he's got credentials and he just didn't, he's I got don't know. Credentials. Like he has movies. I like, I really liked Nightcrawler, like as a movie where he plays a photojournalist. But once again, he's basically the same character. Yeah. Like he thinks he's better than everyone else in the film. Like he just doesn't have a chemistry very often with other actors. And like, I think this movie suffers from it. 
I also hate that they killed Mysterio because like yeah I don't like that, killing villains especially like the really good ones yeah fuck I mean he wasn't he didn't make him really good no he didn't I, I just feel like they wasted Mysterio in this movie yeah uh, I mean, can they bring him back? Yeah, fuck yeah. They can find someone else to pick up that mantle with a different name and carry on. I would say Bruce Campbell, but Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Campbell might be playing someone else soon. Oh, because Sam Raimi's doing multiverse? Yeah. What's the skinny on that? He's just going to be Ash, right? No. Oh my God, um, I would love that. That's unfortunate. That would be funny. He was going to show up as Ash. That would be fucking hilarious. Ashy slashy. That would be fucking hilarious. Shop smart. Shop S smart. What's what's the rumor, bro? Uh, he's supposedly supposed to be Balder. He's on. He's on the Illuminati. Like Thor's brother. Yeah. That, um, is weird. Yeah. (laughs) And have you seen the pictures of uh, Liam all jacked? Liam Hemsworth? Yeah. No. Yeah. What What are we doing? What's going on? We might be playing an alternate Thor. Ooh, that's spicy. <laughs> Whoa. I like okay. that idea. <laughs> I like that it's, idea a lot. I've seen a lot of stuff, guys. Like, I... I and I don't know, like some of the, I've seen a lot of stuff from some sources that were right about uh, all, like everything in No Way Home and mm-hmm. have been right so far about everything about the Disney Plus shows. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. I I may or may not know like 80% of the plot of, of that movie. Aside from height, Liam actually looks more like the traditional Thor of Norse mythology. Yeah. So that would be interesting if he is like traditional Thor of Norse mythology. I don't know if they're going to do that, but I don't either, but be cool. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of rumors going around about how that's that movie's going to play out. Huh. I'm not going to read them because i want to be surprised well sorry if we spoil stuff for you that's okay <laughs> uh so do we have a webs of wonder are we, we are we basically done talking about this movie i mean it's up to you like do you have more to say about it not really yeah me either it was like it was fun like i don't want to say yeah. that i hated it no i, I, I didn't fun. hate it either like so like the action was good yeah and it was funny and like I actually liked a lot of the acting, um, and it's funny because you're like, this isn't Nick Fury. Like the whole the whole movie, you're like, this isn't Nick Fury. This isn't Maria Hill, until like the very end, and you're like, okay, that was kind of Nick Fury ish. And then you find out that they're scrolls, and you're like, god damn it, they acted so great, <laughs> fuck. Um, and like there's there's a lot of like good acting, but just like not from the main villain. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. I really wish, like Russell talked about it, they would give him more, like had uh, had Peter like look up to him more, like you know, yeah, trust him longer, a little more, longer into yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. So let's go ahead and do the ones of wonder. 
I do have a Webs of Wonder. Okay. And you remembered it. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. I remember the name. It's like I'm a real host. <laughs> hey. Oh, you're that wasn't an boy. insult. That was that was an insult to me. Like <laughs> I've only been doing this for like two and a half years or something, and I'm finally a real host. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is the Webs of Wonder. Awesome. Where I'm gonna give you a Spider Man and or woman. Spider-Man's. Uh, I'm gonna get you a weird villain. Yeah. A weird or strange villain. Yeah. I'm gonna get you a sweet, hot, hot spider fact. Oh, yeah? The hottest spider facts. Hottest spider facts. We're gonna start with Spider-Man. This time, it's a Spider-Woman. I'm not surprised. We're gonna talk about Martha Maddie Franklin. Martha? Why'd you say that name? <laughs> I was wondering if someone was going to do that dumb joke. Uh, it was there. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to save her. Slave her? Sla- Whoa. Save? That's a different movie. <laughs> Are we watching Caligula? <laughs> 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 Let's avoid that and talk about Spider-Woman. All right. Uh, Martha, or Maddie Franklin, is a fictional superhero appearing in an American comic book published by Marvel. We all know that. Mm, mm. Uh, she is the third character to be called Spider-Woman. Okay. Uh, Maddie Franklin is a troubled youth who grew up with her father after her mother died. After overhearing a <laughs> phone call between her father and Norman Osborn oh, shit. about the gathering of five, she takes her father's place during the gathering and is endowed with the powers that Norman Osborn desired for himself. Hmm. Maddie's first Spider-Woman costume during one of Spider-Man's temporary retirements, she wears a nearly a near identical costume and fills in for him. Maddie has long been an obsessive fan of Spider-Man, who inspired her career as a superhero. Nice. This obsession is coupled with a repressed romantic feelings for him, oh. which she revealed during a state of delirium after suffering a head injury in battle. She is defeated by Shadrach? Shadrach? Is that a Shadrach? Thing? Shadrach? Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> the uh, three apostles that were put into the burning oven and seen Jesus save them. Okay. Too I don't biblical. know that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a pretty common story. Maybe not. <laughs> Uh, she's defeated by Shadrach, Shadrach, uh, forcing Spider-Man to return to the costume and save her. After Spider-Man's return, she assumes her identity as Spider-Woman. Eventually, Charlotte Whitler, Whit- Witter, Charlotte Witter, a villain also going by the name Spider-Woman, attacks and seals her powers. Maddie manages to not only reabsorb her own powers, but also to absorb the powers of all three previous Spider-Women. Assisted by Madam Webb and Jessica Drew, she hunts down supervillains wherever she can find them. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Um, got a little bit more for her, about mm-hmm. her. Lonely from having her her constantly working father to live with, Franklin moves in with J. Jonah Jameson, a close friend of her father, and his wife Martha, who happens to be her aunt. Uh, they have Franklin. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for it. God damn it. 
They have uh, Franklin, a straight A student, uh, enrolled in a private school uh, where a classmate, Cheryl, spots her using her powers and becomes her friend and biggest fan. During this time, the powers Maddie absorbed from previous Spider-Woman begin returning to the original owners. Okay. That was Maddie Franklin. Fucking comic books, bro. Yeah. Spider-Woman. I want to put a Spider-Woman in there. I like it. That was a uh, Spin-A-Rooney. Wow. Five time. <laughs> Five, Five time. time. Five time. <laughs> WCW champion. Uh, all right. I got... <clears throat> in case you didn't know. Yeah. I got a weird villain. All right. I like weird villains. You ready? Yep. This one is called White Rabbit. Oh, yeah. You know White Rabbit? Mm-hmm. Uh, also known as uh, Dr. Lorena Dodson. Dodson. Mm-hmm. Uh, born in a rich into a rich family, uh, Lorna was a sheltered child protected by overbearing parents intent on seeing their daughter become a proper lady. Finding solace in many books of the family library, she was entranced by Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland. Later in life, at the age of 25, she was married off to a rich elderly man of 82. Oh, wow. Named Lewis Dobson. Uh, finding life as a trophy wife stagnant and boring, she killed off her husband, a death that the authorities ruled as accidental. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Murder. Nice. She's <laughs> a gold digger. Uh, with funds gained from her inheritance, uh, Lorena brought, bought various high-tech gadgets and developed a criminal career as the eccentric villain n- named The White Rabbit. Rabbit. Inspired by the namesake character from Carol's work. Uh, Starting off her criminal career small, the White Rabbit began by robbing fast food restaurants. (laughs) (laughs) In one such incident, she crossed paths with Eugene uh, Patalillo, a.k.a. Frogman, and nearly beat him to death. Uh, Were it not for Spider-Man intervening under the fracas, Patillo would have died. I'm pretty sure you talked about White Rabbit and Frogman when we talked about someone else like a few weeks ago. I've mentioned Frogman a few times. He shows up in a lot of the weird villains. Yeah. Because Frogman was a villain and then he was a good guy. And then he's a good guy. Um, the White Rabbit's gang of accomplices at the restaurant were left to fend for themselves against Spider Man and Frogman. Mm. Coming up short, obviously. Uh, soon after, the White Rabbit attacked a book fair. Only to clash with her two heroes again. With the two heroes, not her two heroes. Our Attempting, two heroes. Our two heroes. Yes. Attempting to escape using her rocket boots, she was knocked into a wall by Frogman defeating her. Noise. One time while out of costume, Lorena assaulted the employees of a Quickie Burger after they refused to serve her breakfast past the stipulated oh time. Oh my god. <laughs> she was arrested by two police officers while Judge Leonard Elkhart and his son Dan witnessed the attack. Later, Judge Holy Elkhart shit. was assigned to her case and refused her request for bail. You're done. You're fucking up if you if you assault people in front of a judge, <laughs> right? That's pretty gnarly. Uh, the next day, Elkhart and his son arrived home to find Dotson in her white rabbit costume. Oh shit. 
she pointed a toy gun at the judge, which caused Dan to have a heart attack. Despite <laughs> efforts from White Rabbit to save him by jolting his heart, Dan died. Oh, fuck. Wow. Is that it? That, that, that's, it? that's the end? That's the end. I could probably find more. If you yeah, <laughs> there's more about her, but that's fine. Yeah, I just thought that was weird. She, like... <laughs> Rob's fast food restaurant. Yeah, what the fuck's <laughs> up with all the fast food restaurant shit? A quickie burger. That's funny. Um, so I know Frogman and White Rabbit because of Hero Clicks. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, White Rabbit was like a. She was a ultra chase. She was like a one in like ten cases character for some reason. Oh shit! And, uh, yeah, and then uh, Frogman did weird shit, but like. I did. I don't think I had ever seen him in a comic book before that, and then I like read up about him. He's apparently big because like all these weird villains I dig up is somehow related to Frogman. Yeah, he's like so uh, similar to um, some of the other joke characters uh, that maybe started off serious but became joke characters, like Squirrel Girl and stuff like that. Right. I think um, that's probably yeah. I love me some Squirrel Girl though. Yeah. Great Lakes Avengers. Damn right. You guys ready for a spider fact? Yes. Oh no, no. I dropped my phone. Why not? I'm ready. I already know it. Do you? Go ahead and give me this. I don't think you know this spider, spider fact. You ready? Okay. I'm ready. This spider fact. Uh, spiders are spooky. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I yeah. didn't know that. You good? Now you. I learned you. I learned you on spiders today. There's a tiny voice in the back of my head. Um, kill, I don't know if kill, it's Simon kill, or if it's kill, Garfunkel. Kill, 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 kill. I mean, that's good, too. That would be good to put underneath it. <laughs> but it just keep saying, hello, darkness, my old friend. Hello, darkness, my old friend. It's getting louder. <laughs> that's kill spider fact. Everyone needs to know. Again. Uh, okay. Well, um, since we're done with the Webs of Wonder, why don't we swing on down to the corner? We swing into the corner? Russell, are you okay to go to the corner? Yep, let's Maybe go to the seems corner. Tired. He seems tired. He's sleepy. He was so uh, excited about the spider effect that he got tired. Yeah. It just wears me out that you keep saying the same thing over and over again. You're saying the same thing? Like, that he has a spider fact? Like, yeah. how else do you want him to introduce the bit? Yeah, I don't know how you want me to... Do it any other way. I'm giving facts about spiders. Yeah, yeah, I know. All right, this is Dave's Trivia Corner. Dave's Trivia Corner! Where the point of this corner is for you to say, Ooh, can I get a real spider fact? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I gave yeah. you a spider fact. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, neat is what I would Yeah, yeah I, th I think that's the correct answer. <laughs> Judges, I don't... Are we going to accept that? <laughs> I don't accept it. Okay. Uh, the Netherlands tulip field scene was filmed in a grass field in the UK. It required about 2 million digital tulips. Holy shit. <laughs> what the fuck? Fucking digital tulips. Uh, I did like think a... it was weird that... <laughs> The Netherlands look like a fucking uh, music video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all extremely nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that makes sense. Sounds like an electronica band name, Digital Tulips. It does. It probably is. 
At around 10 minutes, uh, Peter's suitcase has the letters BFP on it. This refers to Benjamin Franklin Parker, Peter Parker's Uncle Ben, whose death propelled him to use his powers responsibly. Hmm. Nice. Damn it. It's supposed to be neat. Uh, at around 21 minutes, one of Tom Holland's favorite action scenes takes place in Venice when the water elemental attacks. Peter runs across a series of poles where some boats are docked. Holland regrets, re- yeah, regret? Holland regrets not following the stunt coordinator's advice to wear shin guards. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Gnarly. Uh, yeah, that probably, that probably sucked. Whoops, neat. Gnarly. <laughs> totally. Tubular. Uh, Tom Holland says that Happy Hogan is one of his favorite characters and that he loves how John Favreau, Favreau plays him, calling out one of the godfathers of the entire universe. I mean, that's accurate. Yeah. Uh, at around six minutes, mm-hmm. a wrestling poster featuring Crusher Hogan can be seen backstage at the charity fundraiser. Crusher Hogan was the wrestler that a masked Peter Parker got in the ring with in Spider-Man's first appearance in Amazing Fantasy 15. Hmm. Neat. Yeah. It wasn't Bonesaw. No. <laughs> uh, huh. I wonder if they asked Hulk to do it. And he said no. And they're like, well, fuck you. We're going to get Randy. <laughs> and then Randy talks about it in his rap diss about Hulk Hogan. Does he? Yeah, you never listened to Hulk, uh, Randy's rap? I may have listened to it at some point, but I don't really. He has a song it. called Be a Man. It's all about Hulk oh, Hogan. I know. I, I know the song. And one of the lyrics is like, I got me a feature on Spider Man. Oh my God. <laughs> you should listen to that album. I recommend that album. Can we recommend stuff? Now that, Dave. That, my friend, is spoopy. Okay. (laughs) I'll take it. Uh, This film takes place eight months after the events of Avengers Endgame. Mm -hmm. At around an hour 16, the license plate on the car driven by Fury and Marie Hill is MTU83779, which references Marvel team-up issue 83 from July 1979 called Spider-Man and Nick Fury. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Dude, the people that find these, like, I'm a nerd, but, like, I am not, I am not deep enough to, like, be like, oh, my God, they're referencing this Marvel team-up. No, me either. On a license plate. And that's not, like, the only one. They do that a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. Got a couple more. Yep. At around 33 minutes in the film, Spider-Man mentions Captain Marvel, which remarks the first time an MCU character referred to Carol Danvers by that name. Mm. And he's like, don't use that name. Yeah. (laughs) Which makes more sense when you realize it's Talos. Yeah. I got two more. Okay. Uh, Edith is voiced by Don Michelle King the first assistant editor on both Far From Home and Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, okay. That that was pretty neat. That is neat. And then uh, Peter's passport lists August 10th as his birthday. Spider-Man's first appearance was in Amazing Fantasy 15 
released August 10th, 1962. Holy shit. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's so good. That's pretty yeah. neat. That is neat as fuck. Boom, I, like I got one. one. I got a twofer. I like that one. Definitely a twofer. All right. But that, this has been Dave's Trivia Corner. Dave's a Trivia Corner. C-c-c-corner. That's neat. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're going to fuck this pig. We're we rating it now. Let's fuck this pig. Rate Let's it. Fuck this pig. Uh, I'm going to give this a seven and a half. Um, mostly just like it just it doesn't the it doesn't make sense without it out of the context of it like building uh uh being part of a trilogy of building Peter's character to be Spider Man at the end like he hasn't Spider Man yet and you don't know that you don't get it uh, yeah. until you watch the next movie um. Out of that context, as a movie in itself, it doesn't make sense. Like the 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 plot, it makes sense as a, as far as like the story goes, but it doesn't make sense as a place to take Spider Man. Um, that makes sense, yeah. And I don't like how they did Mysterio. I don't like Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio. Um, the effects are good. Um, it does have the one amazing scene, uh, where Mysterio's fucking with Spider-Man. Um, but I mean, other than that, it's just like, the movie's weird. Um, like, it, it makes it hard for me to enjoy it. Because there is, there is some, like, good acting, and there is some good action, and there is some, like, funny parts and stuff like that, but it's just like, why is this like this? <laughs> what is happening, and why is this happening? Yeah, and that that really takes me out of it. So I mean, I'm I got to give it a seven and a half. It's definitely not as good as Homecoming. Uh, Russell, uh, watching it as a part of the series, I would probably give it an eight. Uh, but watching it independently by itself, uh, I'll give it a six point five. Damn. Like, it's good, but, like, it's too reliant. This one is, for sure, too reliant on everything else that has happened in the other movies. Yeah, it definitely has, like, the the middle movie syndrome, right? Yeah. So, like, it's just, I don't know. It's not bad, um, but it just, it could have been a lot better. I mean, especially with fucking Mysterio as your villain. Like, I just, I'm so upset that he feels squandered. Like, it's just not, I don't know. Because it's also, I mean, I am a little biased because Mysterio is one of my favorite villains. Uh, one of my favorite Spider-Man villains. Yeah. Um, it's like I always loved like his 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 thing, his illusions and powers and the yeah. trickery and like I always enjoyed that a lot. And like you kind of get in the second big sequence of illusions, you get like Spider-Man has to like basically close his eyes and like focus on what's real. And what's not, and like use the spidey sense, but even then, like I don't know, it should have been a bigger deal. But I, don't, I also I don't, know. don't like how that scene was shot. The scene where he's like in when like the finale, mm-hmm. when he's in the hall or in that tunnel with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. and he's fighting those uh, drones, and he like closes his eyes, but then we see the illusions. And we see the drones. 
and it's just like it's like I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like the way it's. Yeah, it's definitely it's weird. Really jarring I just don't, and weird. I don't think they knew how else to do it. Yeah. Like, so, but I mean, that's pretty much what I got. As part of the as part of the MCU, I give it an eight. But as a standalone film, it gets six point five. Right, Dave. Um, I'm gonna give it a seven point six. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just a hair more than me. I liked it a little more than Shane. I think. Okay. Um, it was fun. Uh, but I really did like the scene where Mysterio's fucking with him. Yeah, that's really cool. Um. But yeah, it does feel weird. It does feel weird. Okay. It, it feels a lot more like a uh, coming of age comedy, like mm-hmm. Sperry John Hughes, which not saying that's a bad thing, no. or a good thing. Uh, but yeah, it, it it felt weird for the MCU. Yeah. So yeah, seven point six. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode of DQP Does, where we continued our Winter of the Wall Crawler series with. Spider-Man Far From Home, the seventh episode in the series. We are going to do the last episode in the series next week uh, with Spider-Man No Way Home, the conclusion of the the final chapter in the third trilogy of Spider-Man movies, <laughs> where the first, the second trilogy was not finished. Um, yep. So that's going to be episode eight of Winter of the Wall Crawler. Um, if you guys have any suggestions for next season, because we're finishing the season after this next episode, correct? Yes. Um, so if you have any suggestions for the next season, uh, any ideas, um, what you guys want us to watch, um, go ahead and send those to draftyq at gmail.com. Uh, any other questions or concerns, comments, whatever, um, books you want us to read. As in, like, your comments. Uh, Colton. Send us um, more books. <laughs> uh, send us some emails, guys. Uh, you can also follow us um, Instagram at DraftyQ, correct, Russell? Yep. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Um, give us those subscriptions and those likes on everything and uh, the five-star reviews. Tell people on Apple Podcasts how we made your cereal taste better with our silky voices. Um, yeah. <laughs> Please do that. <laughs> Please do that. I want to read some ridiculous reviews. Uh, <laughs> but thanks for listening. Uh, this has been DQP Dust. Have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or whatever. Yeah. What's Shane said? Uneasy lies the head that wears the crown. Stark said you wouldn't get that because it's not a Star Wars reference.
This has been a production of the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network.